This is Study Sessions, brought to you by Sex Ed Debunked. In these mini-sodes, we'll discuss a myth suggested to us by listeners like you. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Sex Ed Debunked to suggest new myths, provide your own show notes, and give us ideas for what to talk about next. Now take some notes. The study group is in session. Welcome to Study Sessions, a bi-weekly episode where we discuss topics suggested to us by our Sex Ed Debunked listeners. This week's study session is about getting the spark back, reigniting the fire, heating things up. It really <laughs> makes you appreciate how clever the name Tinder is. It really does. It does. <laughs> it's like, hey, you guys really, really onto something there. I mean, kindling was already taken. Um, <laughs> so this was a subject that uh, came up from someone you interacted with, right? Yes, yes. So, um, well, first of all, I want to say, you know, Tinder in long-term relationships might not be the best idea. <laughs> I wasn't, like, suggesting it as a foray. I was just saying. Just saying. It's a clever just name. Just saying. Um, anyway, um, I, was teaching, I was teaching this week as a guest lecturer in uh, one of my colleagues' classes in health psychology, and I was talking about sexuality and health and how important positive sexuality is to well-being. And, you know, the majority of the class was, you know, younger college-age students. And, of course, talking about positive sexuality, I was talking about fries and consent. Mm -hmm. And um, basically being enthusiastic and being specific and all of those terms. Um, And after the class, an older student, non-traditional-age student, (laughs) quote-unquote, well, it was very funny. (laughs) An academic geriatric, sure. (laughs) Well, she came up to me and she said to me, she's like, I have a question for you. She's like, I know, I'm ancient. And I looked at her, I'm like, you're not ancient. She's like, I'm 44 and I've been married 18 you're years. Like, you're ancient, what am I? <laughs> like, oh, no. sh- I didn't. I said, well, I've been married a lot longer than 18 years. <laughs> but what she said to me, she's like, you know, all of the stuff you said is really well and good for, for young people starting out in their relationships. But I go to the coffee shop or I go to the bar with my friends and – we're all kind of at this point, like, ugh, there's, there, where's the fire? Like, mm. we're, we're not having sex anymore. Our husbands are not, like, you know, don't seem that they want bad us anymore. Bad, 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 bad. <laughs> but, but, you know, she was like, well, what do, what do I do? Like, how do I communicate my needs and desires so that I can get more sexuality back into my life? Mm-hmm. I mean, I say bad death because this is, I mean, lesbian bad death. Is a whole is a whole thing, we'll, right? We'll, but we'll take we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> well, but it does sound like kind of the, what she brought up in part is is the idea of bed death, which lesbian bed death obviously is attributed mostly to lesbian couples, but bed death in general is just when two people are together for a long time and they gradually stop having sex. Well, and it becomes less important. Like you know, in the beginning, it's like za za za, you got all that electric energy and yeah. like waka waka wow wow. Yeah, you can't even put the fire out, let alone keep it hot. Right, right. <laughs> the fire is burning, burning, burning. <laughs> um, and that's you know, in, in the um, you should in really the, see a doctor if that in continues the, though. They they call that like in the um, polyamory community NRE, new relationship energy, and it's mm-hmm. what we all experience. Yeah, honeymoon stage, and it's honeymoon. It's fun, and and you can't keep your hands off each other. Hot and, and heavy. Yeah, but it, but like. Esther Perel, in her infamous grand book, Mating in Captivity, speaks about this. Like, we crave stability, and that's why we get into these committed long-term relationships. But we also want desire, and stability does not light the fire of desire. No. So the question is actually a really good one, and it's it's not the first time I've heard that question um, in terms of, like, what about a long-term relationship? 
So I had to think for a minute because we've <laughs> I had to think. I had to think. For I had a minute. me to think. Great. Well, you know, I was in the position of a professor and and you know, she saw me as the one as the resource and I said from I said let's first of all stop for a minute. And and look around and see what it is you desire. Mm -hmm. Figure that out first. Right, you have to know what it is you're asking for before you ask for it. Yeah, and and you know, unfortunately, you know, women in their 40s, that's when they are feeling their power. Their sexual energy is just there. You know, mm -hmm. you're you are usually by the t if you if you've decided to have children, at that point your kids are usually, you know, either tweens or teens where you're not like constantly physically exhausted. Mm -hmm. Your hormones are at a level where all of a sudden you're like, "Hey, hey, I get to feel my body." Right, again. Yeah. Um unfortunately, it's not the same sexual peak for a um, man partner, <laughs> a man partner. So, so that's so that's that's a that's an issue, right? But it is important, I think, women who haven't been sexual for a while don't know what it means, but they know they're missing something. Mm -hmm. They know they're feeling an energy, they're feeling a, a desire, and those are those needs aren't being met. It's like working in marketing, you know. They know what they don't want. They just don't know what they want. Exactly. <laughs> so, so that was my my first piece of advice, and my advice to any you know listeners. No, that's right really now. good advice, is, right? Is the Do the the self work a little bit to figure out what it is that well, you want, and, and and the fun self work. I said, like, you know, read some erotica, get some like you know, watch nine and a half weeks, and see mm -hmm. if there's anything in that that you find interesting. You know. Listen to podcasts, obviously. <laughs> hey, hey, self promotion. <laughs> but, what's up? But you know, read, watch, watch those racier shows. Like, um, what was the one? Sex Love that was on. That was mm -hmm. really, really kind of had a lot of steamy stuff going on. You know, and and if you're, you know, I mean, as bad as it is, you know, read Fifty Shades of Grey if you want. You know, figure out <laughs> what it yeah. is yeah. that that kind of gets you going again. Because, you know, that's part of it as, as you know, when you've been in a long-term relationship, it's almost like you forget what got you going when you first started out. Well, and I, I jokingly referred to lesbian death, bed death, but what's interesting about that whole concept is like, I looked it up on Urban Dictionary because I always like to see what Urban Dictionary has to say about things. Um, but the definition on Urban Dictionary was when sex virtually ceases and the couple becomes more like friends. Yeah, and that and that happens a lot. Right, in like you still really like each other. Well, and 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 a lot of times you really love each other. You keep each other warm. You just don't keep each other hot. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Shannon. <laughs> well said. So the that the second piece of advice I gave her, and and actually it was the advice I gave to the whole class about enthusiastic consent. That this is about getting to yes, mm -hmm. and it's about asking for what you want. And of course, as a, you know. It can be really awkward. But what I said to the class, and I said to the student as well, I asked them, how many of you play sports? A lot of hands. Me, me. Well, a lot of hands went up. Yeah, we Tell talk about more. sports a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Second question was, how many of you play instruments? I play the kazoo. Well, well, but this way I was able to get almost mm -hmm. everyone in the right, classroom yeah. with their hands raised. And I said, how many of you expect to sit down, to go to the playing field or sit down with that instrument and be able to play it? You, you can't. Yeah. So sexual bottom line is sexual communication, like anything else, takes practice. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's going to be awkward in the beginning because we're not used to voicing our desires. Mm -hmm. But I will trust you. I will trust listeners. It 
gets easier, just like anything else gets easier. Um, Brene Brown, who is someone I encourage everyone to read her work, she also has a podcast that's phenomenal. Um, but one of the things that she says in one of her books that I've, I've taken with me for years now is have the uncomfortable conversation. Mm-hmm. Choose the uncomfortable conversation over resentment. So don't mm-hmm. resent your partner because they don't seem to touch you as much anymore. They don't seem to desire right, you as much. Right, because anymore. how are they supposed to know what you want if you don't say it? And you have one person in that relationship has to have the courage mm-hmm. to, to start the conversation. Mm-hmm. And it does take courage. Yeah. Just like when, when we were talking a few weeks ago about self-love and vulnerability, it takes courage to be vulnerable. Even in a long-term relationship. Mm -hmm. And sometimes maybe more in a long-term relationship because you don't, and we've talked about this a ton, but you don't want your partner to feel bad and you don't want to feel bad. Like, and that's why it's so important to frame those conversations as I want to be closer with you. I want to be more intimate with you. I want to get our spark back and our fire back. Here's some ways that I think we could do that. Yeah. And, and, you know, what happens in long-term relationships is you get into a pattern Mm -hmm. and it's a comfortable pattern. You know, how do you talk? And even sometimes, I mean, even if you're still sexual, the sexuality tends to be a pattern. It tends to be, okay, we know it works and, oh, wait, um, you know, I'm really tired. It's the end of the day. We just put the kids to bed. All right. We know it works, you know, and sadly in heterosexual sex, it's seven minutes, right? So (laughs) (laughs) average. (laughs) And so, you know, you go back to the go-to because it works. And Mm -hmm. instead of having a conversation of like, here's some things and maybe if you're the partner that's feeling the lack, if you're the partner that's feeling the lack of desire, Put out some choices. Yeah. Some multiple, it's a multiple choice. It's a multiple you know? choice. <laughs> it's a choose your own adventure. <laughs> D, all the above. <laughs> but a choose your own adventure might become a little less intimidating. Like, oh, well, I saw Fifty Shades of Grey and I thought like maybe. Maybe we could turn the uh, kids room into a red room of pain. Well, that's that maybe somewhere down the line that might be. Um, I wouldn't say that'd be the first conversation, but Honey. I would say like, how would you feel if one of us was blindfolded? Yeah. Baby steps. Or maybe you watch nine and a half weeks and you say, ooh, ice cubes. Mm -hmm. That sounds like it could be fun. Mm -hmm. You watch The Great British Bake Off and you say, hmm, chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever gets you excited. Whatever gets you excited. I mean, (laughs) if bread gets you excited. That's fine. That's fine too. But you know, that goes back to sensuality, right? It's it's playfulness. Mm-hmm. You know what? The the and, and I'm mentioning nine and a half weeks because I was I watched it again and I was like, wow, it still holds up. Mm-hmm. And and it really holds up because it was also about sensuality. You know, that's the scene where everybody talks about where she ends up covered in honey, or they both end up covered in honey. It actually starts with her being blindfolded and him feeding her different food. That came out in 1986, by the way. I know. Wow. I know. Wow. But really, it holds up. You're like, still good. It holds up because it's – Kim Basinger was smoldering because she was discovering her sexuality mm-hmm. with Mickey Rourke. She was discovering something that she <laughs> didn't bless. know was in, inside of her. So I would say, you know, the third piece of advice 
some self-pleasure. Figure out your own body mm-hmm. again. Because if you've been like in a long-term relationship for, you know, 15 years, 20 years or more for some of us. If your relationship's old enough to rent a car in other states, <laughs> you should start thinking about ways to switch it up. <laughs> but it's also talking about your body's changed. Totally. You're not the same person you met. You know, you're not the same person when you yeah, hooked up, when you totally. first hooked up. So, you know, do some self-exploration, figure out what you're interested in communicate with your partner about it, stay playful, and, you know, make sure that your partner knows that this is all in pursuit of more shared pleasure and better experiences together. And start the conversation. Someone has to be willing to start, which we admit can be an uncomfortable conversation. Totally. But it could lead to choosing your own adventure Ooh, yeah. <laughs> on to the next adventure. adventure. <laughs> Great. Sorry. We should have copyrighted that. Um, now, before we wrap up today's study session, very quickly, wanted to read one more <laughs> quote from Urban Dictionary uh, under lesbian bed death. What is lesbian bed death? Lesbian bed death is the point at which a lesbian has so many rescue dogs in her bed that it is no longer possible for them to engage with se- in sexual acts with one another. <laughs> Now Thank there's you. an image for you. Thank you, Urban Dictionary. Where's the lie, though? Where's the lie? No, it could be cats. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, I mean, if we're being honest. Yeah. Um, so that's it for today's study session. Uh, just a quick fire exercise on how to get the heat back in the bedroom and your relationship and just in time for winter. Mm, stay warm. <laughs> stay cozy. Stay cozy. <laughs> fire it up, people, and um, have a good time. So make sure you send us your myths, questions, comments, and uh, we'll be back next week for a full episode of Sex Ed Debunked. Thanks for listening. Bye. Sex Ed Debunked is produced by Trailblaze Media in Providence, Rhode Island. Our sound producer is Ezra Winters with production assistance from Shay Weintraub.